0: going on everybody it's your boy mo back with another episode of up in flames today we are doing the second part of our mock draft picks 11 through 20 as you can see we are a lot deeper than normal we got sick me and six other guys in the building so i'm gonna give everybody their proper introduction i got my man steven in the building steven for breaking the game how you doing today bro
1: i'm living man i just got done listening to that lemon pepper freestyle right before here so my vibe is right i'm ready to do some work
0: Yep, sound like you gonna put some fire takes in here. I got my man, the NHL guru, the guy Jerk Coney. Jerk, how you doing today? I'm doing
2: very good. Very happy to end off uh, my week with you guys right here doing this mm. show. And quick shout out on the front end to our guy, off the Ball Network colleague James Barcia. He he essentially he gave his spot from last week's uh, mock draft to me for this week. So very very thankful for him to give give that to me
0: yep 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 got my guy football and chill cruise island my man Cruz back in the building cruise how you doing today
3: um i've been listening to the new drake album nonstop all day so i am i'm a thousand times more hype than steven is right now
0: i got my man couch coach couch coach live we just did round the draft last night Wide receivers at corners couch coach how you doing today I'm
4: good, man. Um, good to be here. Get ready to put on my TM cap, and I'm good, man.
0: Yeah, man, definitely glad to have you in the building. Got a first-time guy on Up In Flames. That is Bell, AKA Thad, Thad, how you doing today?
5: I'm good, man, appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, like Coach Couch said, ready to put my GM hat on.
0: Yeah, 100%, I'm definitely, you know, definitely glad to have you on. as a first time, and then I got my man, Jelani. Atlanta, everything except the Florida Gators. Jelani, <laughs> how you doing today?
6: doing well, man. Uh, I just listened Just everybody else. I finished, just finished listening to Lil Pepper Freestyle as well. It was my first time. And uh, same thing. We always expect the same thing from Drake. But ready to hop on. Ready to get my pick in.
0: Yeah, 100%. So we, we, we're going to go around the table. Uh, we're going to start with pick number 11. On the clock is the New York Giants. Their GM representing the New York Giants is Jer. So Jer, go ahead and make your pick for the New York Giants.
2: So I have been deliberating over this pick for, I want to say, probably a good 36 hours now. <laughs> because because I, 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 I take seriously, for some of my friends, their nickname for me sometimes is GM Jerd. So I want to try to make sure that I live up to that reputation with this pick I'm going with. And I think I'm going to catch some slack for this. But I'm going to go with a guy that I think is going to be a big boon for this Giants team in the front seven. And depending on what they do with Leonard Williams, whether they're able to keep him or if they have to let him go, this guy would be the new centerpiece of that front seven. And I know our guy off the ball network president, Chris LeBron is going to love this because not only would this be a good pick for the giants, I feel this is a guy from the U. I'm going with Gregory Rousseau with the 11th pick here in this draft. I'm a big Gregory Rousseau guy. In his one season where we got to saw him as a redshirt freshman, he was second to Chase Young in sacks. That's not a bad guy to be second to in all of college football to that year. He was the ACC defensive player of the year, first team All-ACC, second team All-American, all that. But for that year, his redshirt freshman year, when he was a 19-year-old, he looked a bit – there's still some polishing to do with his skill set. But for his age, for what he was doing for Miami that season – it was a big reason why they were able to get some stops in certain games that the offense just could not get the job done. He was the reason why that defense deserved a lot more credit than what they were getting back in 2019. And Gregory Rousseau, I think, you know, the metrics on him, 6'7", you know, 280, 290, whatever he's going to end up weighing at, like, that that's a guy with so much raw talent, so much raw potential that I think Joe Judge is the right kind of coach coming from the, the New England style. He's done a good job at trying to help guys succeed and I like the chances of Gregory Rousseau succeeding with a guy like a Joe Judge. So, Gregory Rousseau is my pick.
0: Man, that that I'm going to be honest, that pick surprised me a little bit. Um with I didn't think he would go this high. I didn't think he would, I figured he'd be available even uh coming next week in picks 21 through 32 so i'm not gonna lie it surprised me it's a really good pick like you said raw talent um you know i I think you know he was second to chase young with 15 and a half sacks so that's definitely like you said not a bad guy to be second to i just think there's a little bit there's a few questions around him that i don't know if i i think it's a little bit of a reach it's not a bad pick because you know i think he could be dominant but the possibility of it could be a reach for the pick. You know, so that, that's kind of why I go with that. Uh, Steven, what do you think about Jerg's pick, Gregory Russo, to the New York Giants?
1: I don't not like it because I do like Russo. So in the aspect of the player he picked, he's a fine player. And if you look at some of, some of the top teams in the NFL right now, they have a rotation of defensive linemen, right? So even if they do lose a pick, it's good to have, you know, You know, being able to stabilize that position, but even if they do bring these players back, nothing wrong with having a good rotation of talent, you look at what kind of what's going on in that division right now with the Washington football team, they have a great cast of defensive line. So that may be the theme moving forward within that division. So I don't like it, or excuse me, I don't hate it on that aspect. But I think the shortcomings on this team are on the offensive end. I probably would have addressed a playmaker, but that's that's an easy decision to make for any team is getting a playmaker. Jerg, I, I like where you went as far as being a GM, uh, making the tough, not-so-sexy choice, and, and thinking about long-term instability.
0: Yeah, 100%. Rob, what do you think about this pick?
3: I, I'm confused by it. Not not going to lie, you. Jerg. Usually you're you're 100% with, <laughs> with your takes, and, and I love I I am. what uh, – <laughs> Gregory Russo, you you literally poked holes in your job by by constantly saying he's you know he's a raw talent. Eleventh overall is not somewhere you should be picking a raw talent, a, a sort of a project essentially. I, I think it was a huge reach. I will say I love it for the Giants picking because he might turn into a great player, but you know I, I like them having a, a project player with the eleventh pick. I'm not a fan of it
0: personally, but. You're yeah, you're usually like, smarter than I am. Yeah, like I said, it's not it's not a bad pick. Uh I do think they need some offensive help. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think this year is kind of a big year for Daniel Jones and mm-hmm. whether he's gonna continue to be the quarterback, uh the franchise quarterback for the New York Giants or whether they're gonna move off on him. And so to do that and to get a, a true evaluation of a quarterback, I feel like you gotta put the right weapons. You 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 got rid of Golden Tate. So, I think they should go weapon-wise. You know, uh, Saquon Barkley was hurt last year. So, I do think there's there's a lot of ways they sh- could go other than that. But, like you said, if you want to go pass rusher, he's arguably the best pass rusher in this draft. It's, very, it's arguable there's a couple that could go in the first round, but he's arguably. I would have went probably another pass rusher that will probably end up getting taken uh, later on. But, you know, that, that that wasn't the worst pick. So we're going to move on. We're going to go to number 12, the San Francisco 49ers, picked by your very own Stephen Gillespie. Stephen, go ahead and make your pick for the San Francisco 49ers.
1: Yeah, and just real quick to back up, drug a dude with 15 and a half sacks his freshman season, not a bad route to go. So I do like that aspect. But, um, you know, a wise man once said, that uh, he ushered in a new generation, and these are his confessions, right? We heard that today. Uh, I'm going to try to usher in a new generation for a divisional rival of mine. I'm a, I'm a Rams guy, so picking for the Niners here. I have to remove my bias, and I have to do right by them. We do have a, a friend on on our network who's a, a Niners fan and Pat, so Pat, I'm going to do you right. I think that the way that they should go is secondary with the some of the departures that they're expecting to go this route. I almost wanted to go defensive line just because the Niners are that team that they always have a strong defensive line and a good rotation. That being said, I'm going to go with uh, Caleb Farley. I almost went with Horn here. Uh, I'm a big Horn guy as well, but I just think, you know, you're – Richard Sherman's a big cornerback. He did well there, even in the twilight of his career, bringing in a guy who's, what, 6'2", ten, and projects to be one of the best cornerbacks outside of Sertan here on this draft. He has a little bit of weaknesses in his game, but who doesn't? You know, coming into the NFL as a rookie, I don't think that this team is really going to put him in a on an island, so to speak, whenever they do bring him in. Plus, that pass rush is going to ha- make his job a little bit easier in the pros. I think this would be a good marriage for Farley. And ultimately it could turn out to be a really good deal for, for the Niners in a division where a guy like Ramsey is the best cornerback in that division right now. So.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree with the pick. I don't think Caleb Farley is a top 10, uh, talent as far as, so, you know, sneaking in at 12, I think that's about where he'll go 12 or 13. And like you said, um, With you look at Richard Sherman and everything like that, I think Caleb Farley. I said it on Couch Coach Show last night. Caleb Farley to me is Eli Apple. The reason I say that is because everything that was said about Eli Apple and evaluating his talent is exactly what it said about Caleb Farley. So I think Farley will come into the league and be what the expectation for Eli Apple is. So it's not a knock on him by saying that, but I just see when you talk, when I hear people talk about Farley and I heard. People talk about Eli Apple. They're practically saying the same thing. And the only thing is, I think Farley will actually reach that potential that they have for him. Where we see Eli Apple kind of blanked out and ended up not panning out. He may end up, you know, he could revive his career. He's still young. Been in the league uh, three to four years. But I think Caleb Farley will ultimately, the same thing that they said about Eli Apple, I think he'll reach that potential. So I do like that pick for San Francisco, especially because, you know, it seems like the 49ers preach defense. And so what better way than to go with the best cornerback available because Patrick Sertan is already off the board. Couch, Coach, what do you think about the pick?
4: Like it. That's a very solid pick. Like you said, the departures from the secondary. Um, he'll be, you know, fit perfectly well in that, um, that defense with San Francisco. Great pick. Um, Caleb Varley's good guy. I like, you know, yeah.
5: Appreciate it. That, that, what do you think about that pick? Uh, I actually wrote down, like, even though I'm picking for the Patriots, I wrote down all my picks and that's who I had uh with the departure of Richard Sherman. Um they're gonna need to help boost that secondary because the front four is there, you know, they got Fred Warner um holding down the middle. So, you know, you just need to bolster that secondary. The pass rush will get there, which will make the quarterbacks have to make quicker decisions and you know, you won't have to cover everybody for four seconds. But I think it's a good pick, you know. He sat out last year, so it's kind of a you don't know, you don't have a film on
0: film on him from this year, but
5: mm-hmm. I think it's a solid pick, and it's a pick they need. So you got to go
0: with somewhere where. You're, you know, I mean. Yeah, 100%. It definitely wasn't, definitely wasn't a bad pick at all. I see where you're going. Like I said, the 49ers kind of, uh, they're kind of set on offense in a sense. Their biggest question with offense is quarterback. That's whether they're gonna go continue forward with Jimmy Garoppolo or whether ain't they're gonna ain't taking Mac Jones. I'm the sorry. <laughs> exactly, and that's the thing. You know, with doing this mock draft and, and not having trades. I don't see San Francisco grabbing a quarterback at 12 because I don't yeah. see one of the four quarterbacks to me worth grabbing in the first round will be available at 12. I personally don't think Matt Jones is a first round quarterback. I understand he had an amazing year, but we've seen this before. And I think that there's a lot of questions with Justin Fields and there's not as many questions with Matt Jones, but we've seen this before from Alabama quarterbacks. They got all the talent in the world. So they do great in college, but none of them have transpired over in the NFL. And I think that's kind of the without saying it, that's the knock on Justin Fields is he played at Ohio State. He had a plethora of weapons. He's more than likely not going to get that, depending on where he goes. He's not going to have seven good wide receivers, three good running backs, you know, so a, a great offensive line typically is what Ohio State has. So I think the same thing would be the knock on Mac Jones. So with everything else and having Jimmy G, I wouldn't have grabbed Mac Jones either. So, I definitely agree with that pick. We're going to move on. Pick number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers. The GM for the Los Angeles Chargers will be my man Cruz, a.k.a. Cruz Island. Cruz, who are you going with 13 for the Los Angeles Chargers?
3: So, when I pick, we're picking this high, and I, I like really like to lean on, on draft needs, on team needs, rather. Um, one of their biggest needs for the Chargers is an interior defensive lineman. Um, so I, I, had three people in mind. Um, but with that being said, I'm, I gotta go, uh, Christian Barmore out of Alabama, Alabama just keeps producing, especially interior defensive linemen, you know, me and coach know personally with Jonathan Allen and, um, Deron Payne, we wreaking havoc over there. So, you know, what, what better way to compliment Joey Bosa on the outside than to give him somebody to eat up some, some of those, uh, ta- guards on the inside.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that pick. Um, the Chargers as they weren't that far from really being a successful team. You look at how how many close games they lost, and it was kind of giving up a lead. You know they lost a lot of close games. There, the the two ways I feel like they could have went was offensive alignment or defensive alignment. So mm-hmm. you know, Rob, I feel you know you picking to me arguably the best defensive lineman, defense interior lineman in the draft is definitely not a bad pick. I probably would have went offensive line just because if I'm weighing out, I'm going to protect my investment and who Mm -hmm. I see as my franchise quarterback, which is Justin Herbert, but you can never go wrong. The two most important guys on the football field is the quarterback and your guys that can get to the quarterback. So, you know, with evaluating and going defensive lineman with that guy, it's more important to get to the quarterback because you have your quarterback. So it's definitely a great pick. Uh, Jelani, what do you think about his pick? Christian Barmore to the Chargers.
6: Um, honestly, you took the exact words out of my mouth. Like you said, both you guys hit it on the nail. Those are the two positions that they need help at, you know, deeps line and office of line. Um, I believe within our uh, draft, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Slater is still available, or Sean, mm-hmm. um, no. from Northwestern. So, uh, like, it's one of those two guys. And like you just said, Mo, guess if you keep it in mind, obviously Justin Herbert, the type of year that he just had, rookie of the year, um, you want to protect that investment. And we already saw what happened to Joe Burrow. Which is why, um, last uh last week we picked you know Will to go to Cincinnati. So, other than that, I, I agree with the pick
0: wholeheartedly. Um, like I said, the only other direction I would have went was with Slater. So, yeah, Jerk, what do you think about the pick, um, Christian Barmore to the Los Angeles Chargers?
2: I definitely like the pick. I think with the Chargers at this point, with so many positions relatively down packed, you you really need to focus in on certain things that you have to work on. And I think you guys like the top two are defensive line and offensive line. I definitely. I definitely agree with the pick. The the only thing that I would consider if the draft were to fall some similar way to this is what my thing is, because we are doing this draft before free agency. We are doing this before Mm -hmm. guys have been cut. The thing is, is that right now, Mike Williams, his fifth year option was exercised, but I do not believe it's been fully guaranteed at this point. It's not fully guaranteed yet. He is not worth a $15 million cap, especially with the cap being so low, if he were to get cut, and at this point, if Jalen Waddell were available... I could feasibly see the Chargers maybe picking him. But, again, mm-hmm. this is only if, yeah. like, this exact scenario happens. In mm-hmm. terms of the pick that Rob set, Rob did himself, I like it. I can't complain with it. Like, I, I, I'm i actually a big proponent of, to help your edge rusher, your star, you need that interior D lineman to suck in some of those uh, interior offensive linemen. So I think it's a perfect compliment to Bosa. See, that's
3: yeah. why I like Jerk. Jerk is smart because <laughs> my other two names, one of them was Jalen Waddell. Yeah. And and I struggle. And because of the Mike Williams thing, but mm-hmm. I do think they're going to end up keeping him.
0: Yeah. So Even when you diss have... his pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you diss <laughs> his pick. And he still rocks with you and gives yeah. you all the appreciation. <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to move over. Couch coach is about to put his GM cap on for the Minnesota Vikings. Number 14 Minnesota Vikings couch coach. Which way are you going to go for the Minnesota Vikings?
4: Well, first, uh, shout out to Jerk. Jerk had my number one pick in this draft um, for Minnesota. They they definitely need edge rushers. Um, But I'm going to get his replacement, uh, uh, Jalen Phillips um, out of Miami. Um, He did a great job last year, 45 tackles, uh, 15 tackles for loss. Um, Great edge rush that Minnesota coveredly needs. They definitely this is a pick that they, a value pick that they definitely need to take care of, but definitely shout out to Jerg, man. I, I, I was like, no,
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, to be to, to be honest, that's a great pick. Uh, I'm. It's just surprising that both edge rushers from Miami um, have made it off the board this early. Now, what I yeah. will say is, I look back and you see that they have two of the best, if not the two best. I think uh, there's another edge rusher still out there that i have in mind i know rob kind of was, was looking a certain way um last week in picks one through 10 so i am surprised that both guys went before this guy he's gonna end up getting picked at some point so i'm not gonna say his name if he makes it past 20 i'll announce that's not why name. you're not saying his name well th- another reason why i won't say <laughs> no. his name but I mean, I you know, know. And but and- but, but Jalen yeah, phillips but that's is a good the reason pick. why
1: he likes him though nah yeah.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> Jalen <laughs> phillips is a good pick i think you know um like you said, I think we were shafted last year, you know, basically being able to see two of the top edge rushers going into this draft, playing alongside of each other. I yeah. think, you know, he had a really good year. Like you said, this is a covia, so it's tough to knock anybody. I think Jalen Phillips uh, is really a perfect pick for Minnesota. They've always been known. They've always typically had a dominant edge rusher. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those guys are getting older and why not put them, you know, why not continue to build and keep that edge rusher? Like you said, you know, to me, the most important guy is the quarterback and the guy that can get to the quarterback outside of that. A lot of those positions come a dime a dozen. Thad, what do you think about the pick?
5: I like the pick, but I was just gonna take a different guy. I like Quitty Payne. I don't know how people feel about him, but the um, the, the Vikings are pretty set on defense. They have some young corners with uh, Dantzler. They have Mike Hughes and then they got um, Paris and um, uh, Harrison Smith in the back end. Uh, I think they just need another guy on the other side of Daniel Hunter rush the pasture for the most yeah. part. They, they're they set at receiver. They're set at running back. They're set at tight end. They could add an offensive lineman, but I think they're pretty solid yeah. out there, yeah. so
0: yeah, I would yeah, put he
5: yeah. my guy. Yeah. Steven,
0: what do you think about the pick?
5: I, I, it, it's not a
1: bad pick. I just think that they there are more pressing issues on that team, and I think with the, the offensive tackle on this team, Slater, I, I think that he would have been the direction that I went, uh, but other than that, I do like him more than Quiddy Payne. I'm not a big uh Quiddy Payne guy. I understand that a lot of people are. I'm not trying to be different. I just I just I don't see him as being like head and shoulders above all the other people at his position.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm not the biggest pay guy either you know he goes to the school that must not be named so you know i i would never draft him to any team that i get assigned to i don't care about the bias you know what i'm saying i you'll never i can't support that university over there that team up north so uh to move on dad you are on the clock at number 15 you got the new england patriots what what what's route are the new england patriots gonna go
5: with my pick is gonna be very questionable but i'm going with the guy that nobody wants and nobody expected to go in the first round. I'm going with Matt Jones, quarterback. Uh, it's a need that I feel like is completely necessary. Um, they saw what Cam did last year. He's not a good throw of the ball. I'm not saying he's washed up, but he's not the same. So I feel like they need to go in another direction. I know that I feel like Jones is a project, like he wouldn't start year one. And it's a questionable call because they need some receivers. And if my other pick would be a receiver, but you got to go with quarterback. Like you said, it's the most important position. You got to... I feel like Belichick, that might be his baby Brady. You know, he might, I, I don't know what he's thinking. I don't, I'm not the biggest believer in Mac Jones, but who else are you going to take? If you take a receiver when your quarterback room is probably 31st in the league, what are, what are you going to, how far are you going to go? So yeah. I'm going with Mac Jones. Um, 77% completion percentage, 41 touchdowns, the to four picks. Played pretty much flawless games. Didn't see him play a bad game. But like you guys said, we've seen a lot of guys have that one year and then get in the league and not pan out. It's questionable.
0: This but I don't know where else they go. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I
5: don't. I,
0: I understand the route you went. Um, for the simple fact, I'm not high on Mac Jones, but a lot of people are. They think there's five first round quarterbacks, um, four of which will more than likely not make it out of the top ten. Mac Jones being the fifth, uh, he's getting a lot of 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 stock. His stock is rising right now within. The NFL, I know a lot of people are looking at a lot of his game film and saying how accurate of a thrower he is. And he's kind of different because we're in a league now where the mobile quarterback is is taking over. You look at Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance, they all can move. Matt Jones cannot. Um, but at the same time, that's not to say that a guy who's stuck in the pocket doesn't mean he can't be successful. Like you said, I think the problem for me with him would be for the simple fact the knock-on guys who come out of teams such as Ohio State, Florida, Alabama, he's going to go to New England and not have a lot of weapons. Um, I think for me it would make more sense to go wide receiver and bring Cam Newton back. He had a year within the system. You can sign him for cheap, get you another receiver, Nikhil Harry should be back fully healthy. Um, So I probably would have went elsewhere, but I get what you're saying is that bill belichick might see something in this guy i mean think about it you know he made a goat he didn't make a goat but he had the go in the yeah, sixth did. round with tom brady so it's that kind of thing if he sees a lot of man this is a lot of things that were said i understand we'll never see another tom brady but he might all bill belichick needs is one thing he loves in that guy and a couple of things he likes and, and he'll work and like you said he might not start they might go with stidham and maybe have a bad season or, or stick with cam for one more year and still bring Mac Jones to be the starter in the future. So it's not a bad pick. I'm not as high on Mac Jones, but at the same time, I can't take away from what he did last year. With that being said, Rob, what do you think about the pick?
3: I uh, So personally, I don't like it only because I'm not a huge Mac Jones uh, fan, but I completely 100% understand why that is taking them there because quarterbacks always get overdrafted always. It is the most important position in the game probably in all of sports. So if you feel like somebody is your guy, you know, go get him. Um, Bill Belichick has made his career off of, you know, drafting guys late, scouting, you know, knowing talent and not overpaying. If he sees something in Mac Jones, go get him. I mean, Raiders took uh, Furl, Clinton Quentin Furrow fourth overall. 'Cause they saw something in him that they really loved. Hey, if you love the guy, go
0: get him. Yeah, one hundred percent. Coach, coach, what do you think about the pick?
4: Yeah. Shout out to home team. My my guy Cleveland Farrell. But um, yeah, so <laughs> you know I gotta do that. But um yeah. interesting. And you know so the dynamic between um and you think about cause they can the but the biggest concern is, wow, Jerry Cinem is done in, in New England. So, the, but then I think that's a good deal because you think about because you can still get Cam like you said that essentially he's a, a guy that you're gonna kind of redshirt essentially, where you can sign Cam to another yeah. BS deal and then kind of bench um and, and put him in and then just um and that'll be their that little pet project um going forward with, um with Mac Jones. I mean, I think it can definitely work, and you can then you think about um. Josh McDaniels, what he can do with, with a guy like him. Um, so that's, that's intriguing. It's very intriguing. I, I can say that.
0: Yeah, 100%. So now we're going to move on. Number 16, we got Jelani putting his GM cap on for the Arizona Cardinals. So Jelani number 16, the Arizona Cardinals, there's a lot of guys on there that mm-hmm. still could be taken, uh, who you going with for the Arizona Cardinals in number 16.
6: Yeah, so I guess while i doing my little bit of research uh, on the Arizona Cardinals, I know the, the main, you know, storyline is J.J. Watt. Everybody's happy he's there. But um, this team was still 8-8. Eight and eight. They honestly still got a good amount of holes that need to be filled on both sides of the ball. Um, a lot of people thinking they may go offense, but I think they definitely need corner help, being that Patrick's is more likely out the door. Uh, Kirk Patrick, I think, is also a free agent. I think Buda Baker is the only one that's really like a, a – steady guy that's going to be there um i think uh i know i didn't talk about him greatly last show steven took him this this show um he was number one but number two uh cornerback i guess on my list for them was going to be jc horn mm. um, a lot of people are you know say pretty high on him decently sized uh you know corner i think he played he played on the outside the last two years um has has improved on his ball hawking skills the main concerns with him is uh tackling and uh kind of trying to guess on routes such like that but i think you know getting, getting in nfl head or yeah nfl uh rooms he should get a little bit of coaching under his belt um he should be able to fix those those certain things but overall there's a lot to like about him. like i said size um ball hawking ability um just like a a, a a patrick um and yeah i think he comes in i don't know if it's an immediate start because i know the guy offered i think one other guy but um being i guess if they're, you know, if they're healthy or not, I think he can come in and start day one and, um, at least be a, you know, a solid piece for them to begin, uh, you know, their new season.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with the pick. Like you said, Kirk Patrick is a free agent. Patrick mm-hmm. Peterson, um, is parting ways with the Arizona Cardinals. Those are your two starting corners. So it looks like, you know, when you lose two starters, you don't have a corner like your third corner is going to be a starting corner now. So mm-hmm. I definitely agree with the pick. I'm really high on JC Horn. So for him to fall to Arizona, I would. There, there was another player I was thinking about getting, and, and the reason why is because you got to score points. Mm-hmm. I would have contemplated going need over best available right there. Mm-hmm. I might have went Jalen Waddle, yeah. uh, for the simple fact I, I watched Dallas do it, and I understand mm-hmm. what I, if we were healthy, if we had Dak, I think it would have panned out a lot more. Offensively, the first couple games going best available and snatching. Mm-hmm. CD lamb last year mm-hmm. looked really good for the offense. Our defense was a problem re- Regardless we could have went wherever whatever defensive position we needed which was somewhere on all You know all three mm-hmm. levels of the ball mm-hmm. But looking at our offense, we, we didn't have a problem putting up yards putting up points We just had a problem stopping guys from putting up more points than we did And so I look I got Kyler murray. I got deandre hopkins. I know they went receiver, but they've kind of I got um Christian Kirk.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, I might
0: have went Jalen Waddle. I think I could have threw Jalen Waddle over there in the slot. He's a, he's a fast receiver, great route mm-hmm. running skills. But like you said, you sometimes you can't go best available. You got to go knee. And with mm-hmm. Arizona being in the, the NFC West, being in a division that's going to be a fight, and you're going to go against now Matt Stafford, and mm-hmm. you have to face Russell Wilson. You got to have somebody who can stop uh, those receivers. You got DK Metcalf. You have Tyler Lockett. You have... Um, you got Robert Woods and Cooper Cup over there. You know, it's definitely tough over there in the NFC West. You got Debo Samuel. So I don't disagree at all with the pick. I might have went another route, but I would have balanced in between and just probably flip the coin, close my eyes, and and hope yeah. for the best. Steven, what do you think about that pick?
1: I think it's smart. I talked earlier about how I was going cornerback with San Francisco. I deliberated on who I like better between Horn and Farley. I just think that Farley has more of that uh, – more boom in his game he has a higher ceiling uh he he didn't play an entire season which kind of let me it it made it difficult but i still went with him because of his size and i think that that um san francisco was a better fit for him that being said horn in that same division for the same reason i got you know my guy was because you got ramsey there and now you got two of the best cornerbacks in this draft there i think it makes sense you got to be able to cover these receivers. Defense is always, uh, you know, a priority. It seems like now in the NFC West, and, which is weird because you consider how powerful these offensive are, offenses are. And now you have to start focusing in on that defense aspect. So I, I definitely get where Jelani was coming from.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent, Jurg. What do you think about the pick? Uh,
1: I I like it.
2: I'm I've become a very big JC Horn guy in you know recent days in terms of like looking at him more in terms of the draft profile. Like, I, I'm a big fan of him. I would honestly argue, like, I, it, it's been a toss-up between him and Farley for my number two yeah. uh, behind yeah. Patrick Sertain, just like Steven. So I'm definitely a fan of the pick. I, one thing I think I'm a fan of about him is that one thing I read about him was that something that he can be good at is attacking the high point. When the receiver gets the ball Mm -hmm. at the high point, he can go there and bother and try to knock it out. That's going to be something. He's going to get a lot of practice with that with DeAndre Hopkins (laughs) being across from him there. And then you think of some of the receivers in that division, like, like we've been saying, it was already this last year. And if now the San Francisco team can get out the hospital, it's going to be a bloodbath even more so with that with the NFC West and you need to come ready you need to come loaded and the Cardinals need that I definitely see what you're saying Mo I definitely would have considered Waddle but I also think that Kingsbury I I believe both these guys were drafted under his watch so far since he's been the head coach but Andy Isabella and Hakeem Butler I think Mm -hmm. both of those guys they haven't really gotten too much of a shot and I think like you kind of feel those draft picks get, will get wasted if you don't let them see the field. So that's mm-hmm. that would be my only detractor of why they wouldn't end up going with Jalen Waddell. Uh, but but no, I, I like Jelani's pick. That, that was a good pick.
1: Yeah,
0: great right, pick. Yeah, and that was kind of what I was thinking was like, you know, I watched Dallas at 17 last year go with best available. You know, there, there was a lot, like you said, there's so many spots on defense. We still have those same questions, but we went with best available and, not once have I questioned that decision. I right. knew I wanted CeeDee Lamb when he was there at number 17. We picked CeeDee Lamb, and I, I love the pick ever since then. Uh, he had a really good rookie year. I think he's very promising in the future. So I definitely love the fact that we had got CeeDee Lamb. I don't know if Arizona would have regretted picking Jalen Waddle. I'm really surprised Jalen Waddle's still on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping he doesn't make it past 20. <laughs> There's a certain team in mind st- sitting here that's going to be picked today that I think could use him and would contemplate taking him. So uh, I'm um, hoping Jalen Waddle doesn't make it past 20, but to move Stop on. Stop pressuring
1: us, Mo man. Come on. Let's <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm, let's I'm, I'm
0: picks, just saying, don't, don't kill the messages. But the uh, at number 17, I got Steven picking GM, Jeez, ca- new GM cap, cap pick on. Now. He puts on <laughs> for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. He's got his Raiders GM cap on. So who do you got the Raiders? What route do you have the Raiders going in number 17?
1: I'm going to break your heart a little bit. It's not going to be Jalen Waddell. I think that they do have more mm-hmm. pressing issues on this team. I'm contemplating Slater just because I think that he is one of the best talents still available on this mm-hmm. board. But, Mo, I'm going to take a page out of your book. I'm going to pass on him because there are, what, three teams behind me that I think really need him more so than this team. Offensively speaking, the Raiders are a good team. Mm-hmm. But what they need is help on the defensive end. And I know that you guys are all Quiddy fans. I know that there is maybe one more guy that's still available over this guy at his position, but, dude, I really like uh, Zavin Collins out of, out of Tulsa. They need a game-breaker on defense. They need, they're need they missing that Khalil Mack on this team. And if you look, Zavin Collins is 6'4", 260. This year he had, what, four sacks, seven-and-a-half tackles for loss, four interceptions, two touchdowns, two passes defended, and, uh, what, two forced fumbles and a fumble recovery. Mm-hmm. That's that's wow. stupid good. Like, that's great production at any level in college football. I think that that's what they need. He can give you that edge rust presence that they desperately need on that defensive. And they do have a couple of good players on the defensive end. But really, when you can address that defensive line, I think that that's important. So, Collins is my pick right now for the Raiders.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't disagree with the pick. Like you said, they're missing that Khalil Mack. Um, yep. And not to say that Collins is going to be Khalil Mack. But the whole point is they, they got rid of Khalil Mack. We all were probably in awe at the moment that we found out they got rid of him. You know, like like we've constantly said on this episode, well, you the other than your quarterback, the most important guys to get to the quarterback. Khalil Mack had a, a field day once he went to Chicago. Like it looked like one of the most regretful trades in <laughs> NFL history when Khalil Mack went over there to the Chicago Bears and did what he did, especially those first four or five games, he was on fire. I think He had like one one fumble recovery for a touchdown. He had an interception for a touchdown. He had one game where he had three sacks. Uh when he first got traded. Like he went crazy like on on a mission. A guy that great had to play with a chip on his shoulder on one of those. You're gonna regret this. So I definitely agree with you. Go, you know, he's like a edge rusher slash outside you know, outside linebacker. So he's gonna replace, you know, um so I I definitely agree with the pick. Dad, what do you think? I'm
5: it's kind of in the same ballpark. This guy can rush the passer because he's a smaller guy, but he's more of a linebacker. I'm going with the guy to Notre Dame. I don't even know how to say his name. Jermaine and Oh yeah, you know, we'll like in He's a he's a uh, somewhat of a, a freak. He can play, he can rush the passer. He can drop in coverage. You know, they had the Raiders have some guys, Arden Key and um, Cleveland Farrell, that they missed on, and that they're waiting to see more from Max Crosby as well. But I think that's another piece they could add to the defensive side of the ball because, like Steven said, they're pretty good on offense. Offensive line. Josh Jacobs is a solid bag, and Henry Ruggs and Darren Waller are a problem. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with uh, him out of Notre Dame. I don't even know how to say his last name. But,
0: <laughs> Couch
5: Coach, what do you what do you
0: think about the pick?
4: Um, great, great, solid. pick. Like you said, uh, they they definitely the type of pressure. Uh, definitely, you know, losing a gap, obviously, uh, with him. So, yeah, solid pick.
3: Rob, what do you think? I love it. I really do. I was hoping he I, I hope he falls to nineteen. I wouldn't be mad if Washington took him. Yes. Uh he he's just a great linebacker. I, mm-hmm. I love him and I have no issues with that pick.
0: Jelani, what do you think?
3: Um,
6: yeah, I like it as well. It was either between him or the you know, I can't pronounce his last name, either that, but you yeah. know, one of those two guys just because <laughs> um they need help at that position. I think the I guess probably the tipping point I don't know if it was with Steven or not was that size you can't teach size I know you hear that in basketball all the time but that size is ridiculous mm-hmm. you can move him around everywhere um, and thinking still thinking about in that division there's weapons everywhere I don't know like Dad just said he can that linebacker he can drop back in coverage um, and there's going to be a few times where there's gonna, some guys especially in that division where you're going to need that extra linebacker coverage help um, or to be able to move him around but. That was definitely a need. Either one of those guys would, you know, fit perfectly. But I definitely could see because David, David Collins is a beast. Like I say, that size is ridiculous, and you can move him on the line or have him, like I said, on the outside linebacker as an outside linebacker.
0: Yeah, 100%. So to not put the pressure on the next pick, number 18, Couch Coach gets to put his GM cap on for our very own and truly Jeff Hunt's Miami Dolphins. Do right by Miami. Well, Jeff will have something to say, and Jeff hates yeah. running backs. I'm gonna throw that out there. Jeff hates Absolutely. running backs. backs um, there. But Jeff hates running backs. Who you going with, Couch?
4: And it's funny because if I I'm a horrible person when it comes to having a poker face, I definitely <laughs> do not have a poker fight face. To the words out of my mouth. Um, Jerem, okay, Jeremiah. Wosa Kamora, the linebacker mm. out of Notre Dame. Like like Thad said earlier, he, he's he's a Swiss Army knife. He is a better version of Isaiah Simmons. Can I am I allowed to say that tonight?
3: Yes. Yeah, okay. All
4: right. I just I just want the church to say amen when I say that. So, <laughs> amen. <laughs> but yeah, um, he's a guy, and that's another one, Rob, when I sit down, I think to myself, if he drops a nineteen on our laps to nineteen. I I'll be cool with mm-hmm. that, but um, you know the Buckets Award uh, winner this year, um, you know, just one of the best linebackers in this in this um, in, in the country, um, and like you said, this would be a perfect fit for Miami because you already covered. Um, you also you did end up getting Jamar Chase at three. Mm-hmm. I yeah. probably want to flirt with a wide receiver, but no, let's I don't let's not get cute tonight. Yeah. Get get the well, best I'm, guy who's available tonight.
3: Unless well, he, G- Aguero, I mean, that here G- G- is still available.
4: I yeah. understand that. I understand <laughs> that. But you get a guy like him, especially couple well, of so that already. Right, right. Yeah. That's right. And then also, um, um, your boy from Michigan.
1: Quit it, quit it. But I say
4: Michigan. That's why. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think, you know, I, I say Michigan. But yeah, yeah high I, I on just that, think, dude, man. I just think, and I, you know, obviously, with being an ACC guy, I see, see, I seen him firsthand, week in and week out. Mm-hmm.
6: This,
4: this dude
0: is, this dude is the He's truth.
6: Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, where are the, I wouldn't have loved that pick three days ago, mm-hmm. but they just got rid of um, the linebacker. I wouldn't have, three days ago I wouldn't have loved that pick. I would have said that they'll be okay at linebacker. They're getting rid of Kyle Van Noy, so actually, that's really not a bad pick at all. I still would have went Rashawn Slater. That's where I would have yeah. went. Like you said, um, they got their receiver in Jamar Chase. Now I'm gonna be honest. I can't. I agree with Rob. I can't say that I wouldn't have flirted, and like you, I would have got mm-hmm. cute. I might have <laughs> thought about getting Jalen Waddle at that point. I have to. Look. He's thrown the ball to Jalen Waddle. I already have Jamar Chase. I got Devontae Parker. Now, I get it. We're not in an area of life anymore where defense wins championships. I get it. The Bucs defense stepped up and won a championship. But what I mean by that, you're not getting to the championship without scoring points. The Bucs offense, you look at their plethora of weapons they had. Even though Tom Brady did not play the greatest in the playoffs, defense is not going to win you Championships, or it's not going to get you to the championship. When we talk about defense with championships, now is who can get that last stop. You look at the plethora of weapons the Chiefs got. You look at the plethora of weapons the Bucks got. You look at all the, the the Green Bay Packers who don't have a plethora of weapons, but the quality of weapons that they have, with having Devonte Adams and they got Aaron Jones at running back. They have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. I would have flirted with Jalen Waddle for the simple fact that I have Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, and Devonte Parker. I get to really evaluate Tua. I did what kind of what the Cowboys did in a sense of I'm gonna put everything around you. I'm gonna give you all the weapons you need. You have no excuse to go out there and not perform. But like I would have went Rashawn Slater. I know they want to look at an offensive lineman. If if Sewell is there at number three, they might even consider waiting on a receiver and hoping that like maybe a Bateman or in this instance Mm -hmm. a Waddle is there at 18. They might even go Sewell if he's available at three. But since we went Jamar Chase, Rob. I went Slater, and I go ahead and knock out two of my biggest needs, add depth to the offensive line to protect my investment and my franchise quarterback at Tua, and I grab my receiver and Jamar Chase. I think that's a successful first round. Rob, what do you think about the pick?
3: Again, I love it. Um, I I, I probably would have flirted again with the idea of Jalen Waddle because here, so to answer Zach's question earlier, he, he said, how in the world is Waddle still there? Waddle is very small. You know, I I don't know if he's going to be a uh you know one of those receivers. He he looks like he's gonna be a bona fide slot receiver uh for the majority of his career. Yeah, you probably put him on the outside. He has really good speed, but he's just so small. I don't know if he can go up there and, and get those 50-50 balls. So you're gonna probably gonna have to put them put him in the slot. To have him in the slot. With Jamar Chase on the outside. dangerous. And Devontae
0: Parker. Like and
3: Devontae Parker on the other side. I don't care how bad in. I don't care how bad your line is. You're only holding the ball for about <laughs> one to one point two seconds anyways.
0: <laughs> that offense w- would be crazy. Your line just has
3: to nudge somebody and, and you're good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jelani, what do you think about the pick?
3: Uh
6: same thing. You know, I agree with uh I agree with Rob what you just said. I, I love it. Um as I just talked about the number both the linebackers that just got chosen. Um, I guess the only thing I'm thinking about, because everybody keeps talking about Waddle, flirting with Waddle is like, yeah, that's, you know, one thing. One, he already got Jamar Chase. I think he still needs a little bit of interior lineman help. And like Rob just said, he's a little bit small. Although he did play in the National Championship, he is coming off a pretty bad, you know, foot injury as well. Um, I know all I, about I, that. Yeah, that was, exactly. Yeah, firsthand. hand. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I I, I get the love for Waddles, but I think Rashawn Slater, um, being A still on our board right now, probably if not him, the linebacker, because Van Noy got, you know, is getting released. One of those two guys being through our draft is, you know, the only direction I really see they should go.
0: Yeah. So now we go from one pressure to another. Pick number nineteen. We got two fans on this live in the building for Jerks pick. Now, gra- now <laughs> keep after Jerk picks, I'm going to go Thad's opinion and then I'm going to let the two Washington football team uh fans talk on whether they agree with it, love it. We'll be- we'll probably be able to tell by your reaction. But Jerk, put your GM hat on for the Washington football team. Who are you going with?
2: So really quick, I want to clarify something. Coach, I love the pick. I was mad because he was my pick. I love mm-hmm. Jeremiah Ousu. Uh Coromoa. I love him <laughs> because not only can he be that off-ball linebacker, he only played 43% of his snaps this past season in the box or on the D-line. The rest of it was at safety or slot corner or on the outside. Like He is such a versatile defender. I 100% agree with your... Uh, With that comparison, he is the Isaiah Simmons of this draft. Not, I don't want to compare upside. That's not what I normally compare when I go player types in terms of what he could do. If in terms of how versatile he is, in when you finally can get that right position for him. That's what he is. I was upset that you got him because he was my pick, man. He was my pick for you. They would have loved
0: you for it.
1: So, so now you though, coach for not for not to just, like, oh, I'm just, I forgot all about yeah. this. Yeah, I'm going to lie. I'm going <laughs> to I wish you would have. Nope. Yeah, I'm going to
2: lob the Oh, man. Okay, so, so here's the thing. And like I said with the Giants pick, the thing is that we have not seen free agency play out. Now, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. the Washington football team, or as I like to call them, the name redacted, they have plenty of cap space this offseason. So if I was the general manager... Here's what I would do. I would go big game hunting on the wide receivers to free up my first round pick for a Mm -hmm. offensive lineman here because I'm going to run with Rashawn Slater. Mm -hmm. because 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 (laughs) because like i said if i was the gm i'm attacking wide receiver in this free agency court because this free agency group is so deep at receiver and this draft also has some very good receivers that i think Mm -hmm. will still be there in the second round so you can let free agency in the second round be that i gotta go of o-line In case, will Brandon Scherf still be there? Could potentially this guy, you swing someone else into the guard spot, let this guy play a tackle, or could he be guard? Like, whatever you want to do. And Rashawn Slater, like we've already said it so many times tonight, you guys have already said everything you need to say. I don't need to say anymore, but he is such a very good offensive lineman prospect. I kind of – I'm not sure the offensive lineman gap is 15 picks from Sewell to the next guy. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying – like, because I do think Sewell is – above them for sure but i don't think it's 15 picks so i kind of like or 14 excuse me so that's my thing but I, I gotta go with slater here i'm completely shocked that he got to this pick i'm i'm
0: really shocked dad what do you think about the pick i like the pick. after i was
5: gonna go with the receiver until he talked about and it he reminded me how deep the uh free agent class is with people like galladay and mm. potentially Allen robinson but Dan before Garland. that, I was, I was going to go O-line with uh, Slater or Elijah Vera Tucker from USC, the mm. o Um Either one of those two. And like you said, they have guys like Brandon Sheriff, a, a solidified guard, a pro bowler, all pro stuff yeah. like that. But I agree with the pick. You know, you, you can't go wrong with O-line building the trenches up. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be because Heineke's my guy, but I don't think that's the answer. So uh, <laughs> maybe a playmaker Hennessy. or somebody to protect the quarterback. <laughs> Hennessy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm gonna lob it over to Couch Coach first. What do you, what do you think about the pick? Do you, do you love it? Do you hope it? Do you hope he falls that far?
4: If he does, yeah. If he falls into our lap, I would definitely take that as well. Um, and also, you know, so like you said, the wide receiver free agency class is gonna be re- pretty robust. So really, like you said, taking a flyer on one of these wide receivers, you know. It's, you're gonna risk it potentially. Um and then also like you said, it's it's all about the trenches. We talk about this all the time. Especially when you got a, a rookie running back in Antonio Gibson, who, you know, I think he's gonna definitely gonna um gonna emerge again um in his second season. I think I can, I'm gonna see more product production from him. Um I, I love the pick. we definitely need to show up that offensive line.
3: Rob, what do you think? If you could not tell, I love that <laughs> pick. I I hope that he does fall. If, if he falls, take him, because our, we're we're struggling at left tackle. We don't. We got rid of Trent Williams. We drafted Shedek Charles last year out of LSU. He has character issues, but I think Ron Rivera can can get that out of him. And but he's he's dealing with injuries right now, so we don't know how that's going to pan out. He has the potential to work out and to be that Trent Williams esque player. Right now, we just don't know. Rashawn Slater falling to 19 is a dream come true because, like Jerk said, the wide receiver free agency pool is so freaking deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people are forgetting that AJ Green is also a free agent. Yeah, like he—he's basically two years removed from really any playing real football. He took the whole that whole year off with. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to say he took the year off, but that whole year he—you know—I'm gonna say he, he took the whole year did. off. <laughs> he essentially did. He was healthy enough to play, and he he chose not to come back and play. He took that whole year off. He barely did anything last year, not because he's a bum, not because he's washed up, but because, I mean, the Bengals were a bad team. I, I'm sorry. I'm just, They were a bad team, and he needs to move on. He needs to change the scenery. A.J. Green and any of those other, even the bottom five of the top ten, Nelson Aguilar, um... I'm trying Good to think forward. of who else is uh, T.Y. Samuel. T. Y. Will Curtis Samuel, um, Sammy Watkins, like way. any of those dudes with, Bryce, with Scary Terry, and A. J. Green, that'd be wild. And Thomas and
1: then, in the middle, I mean,
3: exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and there then go. with Rashawn Slater sh- showing up, that that le- I don't care who's quarterback, we're we're winning the division again.
4: That part okay. Uh, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move
0: on. <laughs> we're gonna move on to number twenty. <laughs> Uh, my guy Cruz has the Chicago Bears at number 20 so Cruz please 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 don't disappoint me and we have to explain why this man is still sitting here who are you going with 20 he's still going to be sitting here because they don't
3: have
1: a quarterback
0: (laughs) right now
3: who's going to go to him who cares I love (laughs) it (laughs) <laughs> so you I just want to waste? So you want to waste his talent? Yeah. I wouldn't be wasting his wait. talent. It's who are going to go to him? Would, not, would, not Nick, be Waisley. Waisley. not Mitchell Trubisky. I don't care. They're getting care. Russell Wilson. Hello. A- why, why would Russell Wilson want to go to Chicago? What do they because have there? Because Allen
0: Robinson. Yeah, a defense. They're going to uh, keep Allen Robinson. No, he's out They're going to keep Allen Robinson. they're not. But let's let's go ahead, bro. Keep Jalen Waddle. And and let's let's lose some of our credibility as a network, and, and still have Jalen Waddle on the board How would through the not first. You don't want
1: to draft an undersized, injured wide receiver mm-hmm.
0: because he's a he's gonna be a hundred percent by the time the draft comes. The man thought he could play in a national championship. He's gonna be a hundred percent. So let's go ahead and start the 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 start of losing some of our NFL draft credibility by keeping gonna... Jalen Waddle through twenty picks on the board. You want Jamie Newman to throw. To him, That's what I'm it to doesn't to matter. Him. Yes, it does. I'm gonna get Jay. We can look into it, next year, but I'm gonna grab a, say, a weapon. It doesn't matter. You can't say that it
3: doesn't matter who's throwing. To them. I <laughs> you can't say, you can't say that it doesn't matter who's throwing to them. When, when the difference between Tampa Bay winning a Super Bowl was was uh, Jameis Winston and Tom Brady. And I get it. It's not the same. It, Tom Brady's the goat. But you can't say that it doesn't matter who's throwing to them when that whole crew that just won the Super Bowl couldn't do
0: jack anything last year. You could have said it. But we left. J- All right, go drop ahead, though. Screen, you know what? Rob. This is, yep, drop, drop the <laughs> fork. Number, number 20, the Chicago Bears, Cruz puts his GM cap on because at the end of the day, I'm just upset that he's still sitting here. But Cruz, who are you going with? Who are the Chicago Bears going with?
3: They're going with Khalil Mack Jr., to compliment no, I him took on him. the other side, I already <laughs> drafted him, bro. No, you took Khalil Mack the third. Okay, <laughs> I'm taking <laughs> Khalil Mack Junior. in Quitty Pay ooh, out of ooh. Michigan.
4: Michigan. Mm. He so. is
3: his first step is crazy. He is. I, I will admit he's a little undersized, but again, you got Khalil Mack on the other side. People are gonna pay attention over there a little bit more than the rookie over here. I think he's going to be a great compliment because at the end of the day, defense still wins championships. I know what you said earlier, Mo, and, and I get what you're saying. I get where you're going. Uh, all the weapons that Kansas City had, all the weapons that the Tampa Bay had this year. But you look at how Kansas City won the Super Bowl last year. Was their defense coming up big and making stops late? You look at how how Tampa Bay was able to win this year, that defense stepping up and stopping Patrick Mahomes. Now, given his line, I, I will give you that. But his defense still had to do that. Patrick Mahomes is a freaking superhero. <laughs> stopping him, just, just stopping him alone yep. is tough to do. Yep. They were able to completely shut him down and make him a non-factor in the game.
1: And Aaron Rodgers in the championship game. Yeah. That too. I, I,
0: I, agree, I agree with you. you. And the
3: GOAT, Taylor Heineke.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, okay. you had me, right. and then you.
3: you know. I, I, I agree.
0: I agree with the pick. Um, I, I really, I just was going with the Jalen. Like he's still on the board, best available. But like you said, you know, we have said it. I've said it like five times on the show. I'm going on number six. If it's not a quarterback, I'm gonna get the guy to get the quarterback. And Quiddy Pay will arguably be the best available. Um, the, my only problem is. Chicago Bears' defense wasn't the problem last year. I understand their problem really was quarterback. When you look at, you know, Montgomery is is a good running back. Nothing great, but he's good. He's competent. He can do what you need a starting running back to do. Uh, They had Allen Robinson at wide receiver, so they had a clear-cut wide receiver one. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, really their problem was their offensive play calling. And, you know, Matt Nagy I don't think is the greatest play caller that we – perceive him to be or that people perceive him to be and then on top of that you had quarterback issues bouncing back and forth between Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky you don't really know which route you want to go you pretty much know you don't want neither of them for the future Mm -hmm. so I agree with the route that you went I just don't know I don't know if they go Jalen Waddle if he's sitting here at 20 I could see them going that route but like you said it's not that you, you made a great point. Who's going to throw him the ball? Because we don't even know who's going to be the starting quarterback. We know they are inter- They might be interested in trading. They could be interested in trading up this pick if if a guy falls far enough because we, we value these four of the five quarterbacks. We really value five quarterback first-round quarterbacks. So it could be very possible that they have that same value on one of these guys and they drop a little bit. And certain teams that we think might fall in love with some of these guys don't. I think the only clear-cut guy, obviously, is Trevor Lawrence. Outside of that, we're not 100% sure where Zach Wilson, Trevor, uh, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields will end up going. Uh, We know they're going to go in the top 10 more than likely. That's probably dead set. It looks like Zach Wilson probably actually will end up going number two. It looks like the Jets have really fallen in love with him and got Sam Darnold up for trade. But even – that would be something I consider is what if the Bears – would your pick change if the Bears traded it for Sam Darnold would be my question. Would you trade your – change your mind and go a Jalen Waddle if the Bears trade it for Sam Darnold?
3: Maybe not Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle is too small for me.
0: <laughs>
3: Bro, Tyreek too, Hill exists okay. in the NFL. Oh, okay. Tyreek Hill exists in the NFL. Not every – not every wide receiver is going to be Tyreek Hill,
0: but I think or my, with weapons my thing, well. but before I let, uh, he runs like uh, a
3: three flat,
0: yeah. Before <laughs> I let the other guys weigh in, my thing with Jalen Waddle is this watching him, he's a good route runner, he's a really good route runner, and he's fast. What we don't see, and you, you got to think about it, Tyreek Hill wasn't this good coming out of college, you know, he, he just he, he worked hard and got better. I think Jalen Waddle right now is a really good route runner, and you can't teach speed. You can't coach speed. So my biggest thing with Jalen Waddle, I love Jalen Waddle. I'm surprised he's still there. Obviously, he's going to be in the first round, but I look at Tyreek Hill, and I I don't think Jalen Waddle is – the Tavon Austin of his draft. I think his comparison more so is Tyreek Hill because he already has that route running ability. He already has that pass catching ability and he has that burner speed coming into the league right away. Yes, he's small. And we look at the Tavon Austin's of the world, you know, some of those guys who came in and they just dominated college, but their size was a big issue and they don't do anything in the NFL. I think that's more so Rondell Moore that falls in that category. I think Jay Waddle is going to be an instant impact on somebody's team. That's why I'm surprised he's still there. Uh, I know somebody will get him, especially if he does. Like, realistically, if he does drop past 20, uh, 21 will probably grab him. He'll be the best player. Up to this point, he'll be the best player available. Um, Um, And I could see if he's sitting here, it'll probably be a luxury for the Colts to go grab him with Michael Pittman Jr. And, you know, we'll discuss that next week. That might be whoever gets 21. That might be the first pick. So, but I'm just surprised he's still sitting here. But like you said, I understand the size and then coming off an ankle injury. Steven, what do you think about the pick?
1: I don't dislike it because I like defense a lot, if you can't tell. I also like offensive linemen. I would consider going, you know, Vera Tucker, like, you know, Thad, you brought him up earlier. Or even um, the the player out of Virginia Tech, Christian Darisol. So, either one of those guys because if you're right we don't know who the quarterback is their offensive line was pretty suspect last season I think Montgomery looks a lot better with a better offensive line so I would have addressed that part but I mean if you feel like this dude is Khalil Mack Jr. then you could do a lot worse than taking a Khalil Mack Jr. at 20 right so um, I believe I picked him up earlier but I mean we'll see we'll see what happens but um, I would have went offensive line to help the running game, and then whoever ends up being that quarterback, you can make his life a little bit easier protecting him in the pocket.
0: Yeah, so I'm, a, I'm, a, you know, since we kind of went a little fast today, I'm gonna do one more little segment, and I'm gonna start with Jelani and go around the clock. Who is who is the most surprising to you, Jelani? that's still available obviously we know mine so i don't even have to speak about mine but there, there's a few guys that are still available that ultimately may not end up being available oh uh, we lost jelani i'll go with that that oh, i can still hear oh you can still hear okay yeah Ooh, okay but now nah,
6: you can go with that first and tomorrow okay
0: so that who do you think who are you most surprised is still available um
5: this is very unpopular Jalen Waddle was one, but there's another receiver I kind of feel like will be a a problem in the league, uh, Kadarius Tony for Florida. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a guy. You you just got to get the ball in his hands and give him some space. And I don't know if you're gonna catch him. I know it's kind of hard because, you know, coming in, Tyreek Hill wasn't the best. He was a punt returner. Tony Tony is a a decent route runner. He's a solid receiver. He's not he can do it all, but I feel like he's a he's a solid receiver coming in and uh a team that picks him up with the right offensive scheme and offensive coach that will get him the ball, you know, with, with some blockers in front of him,
0: I think it'll be a problem. Yeah. Jelani, Waddle. Who, Jelani, who do you think?
6: Yeah. I mean, appreciate that for, you know, throwing out my, one of my fortigators gators out there. I, I don't think he's going to get any type of consideration, honestly, until um, Steven just said, and probably won't be because Jalen Waddle's is still there. I guess I, that's probably going to be my guy, but, uh I wasn't expecting Tony to go to probably like twenty something maybe a, a Colts team because I feel like they really just need second another round. another uh receiver or a second round like Rob just said too um but honestly like surprising, I don't know if it's really anything too surprising. I think everybody's been picking you know if not the exact need that they need um or best available player like the second. Know best. Um, so I think Jalen Waddle is probably the biggest talent right now that is still on the board. I think next week we're going to probably start seeing some running backs come off. Um, I don't think every team is running back needy, but I know me and Thad talked about it a little bit. Um, Pittsburgh could definitely use a running back. Um, I know the two top ones right now are, of course, uh, NTN and um, uh, why his name? Just forget me. I just left my name. Harris, or yeah, Harris. Um, so one of those two I know are going to get picked up next week. It's not really surprised that they're still on the board because I think everybody's picking exactly what these teams need, if not the best available player. So,
0: yeah, Couch Coach, who's who's a guy that you're still surprised is on the board?
4: Um, actually, my guy Rob's boy, um, Elijah Vera Tucker. I definitely <laughs> thought he was going to be somebody. I and it's funny because. I flirted with that as well, but then I figured someone was gonna gonna get him was gonna get him before I did, but it was just too much talent to pass up. I didn't. I, I want to get cute tonight.
0: Yeah, Rob. <laughs> it was business like. Rob, what, who who are you most surprised is still on the board? Um,
3: not shocked that he hasn't been taken. I just wish he would have been. Uh, Trayvon Mowing, Mowing, at a TCU. That's I think one. I. I, I think yeah. he's a great safety i think the stat i read was like no but no safety in the country made more more plays on the ball than he did he's like six two two twenty something like that or two ten roughly ten mm, yeah. six two two ten that that's a prototypical yeah. safety right there Yeah. um so i'm surprised he hasn't been taken i i expect him to be taken next week though for sure
0: yeah definitely a god is rising for me um you know with being a cowboys fan and knowing how weak my deep, my secondary is he'd also be a guy like i would depend on what we do in free agency whether we keep jordan lewis or whatever i'd consider him at number 10 knowing that i need a secondary i know that would be high and be reached to a lot of people but you can't go wrong with dallas picking anybody in the secondary because they're going to be better than what you got uh jerry who's who are you most surprised is still left on the board
2: uh, I'm kind of with you. I would have thought someone would have taken Jalen Waddle just because I feel like the last couple of years, like Clemson and Alabama receivers have been a, a very popular thing, and they're going to continue to be a popular thing with how Saban and Dabo go. But some of the offensive linemen, Stephen mentioned him, saw out of mm-hmm. uh, He in a, in a couple of the mock drafts that I saw before this, he was actually the second O-lineman taken in a couple of them that I saw. So that, that to me spoke to some people how like how good he could be uh, and same thing with uh, Vera Tucker out of USC. Like, I- I'm shocked with because offensive lineman feels like such a safe pick usually. And with how some of these guys, like, with how we've been talking about them, how good they are, how, you know, I don't want to say positionless, but, like, you can – I feel with a lot of offensive linemen that come in now, they may be a tackle, but you can slide them in at guard, maybe a guard, to like, in certain situations. Like, I feel like offensive linemen is very low-key becoming in a position where – a first round pick would be a very good great investment. We've always known this, but especially with a later round pick, uh, to get a guy on a cheap contract solidified for four years at least. I'm kind of shocked that some of these guys are still there. Will they get picked next week? That that's obviously wait and see, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, <laughs> but
2: also I'm I'm on I'm on Jelani's hey. thing. Like Najee Harris and uh ETN I am I guess maybe this is my, like, uh, practice for Cruise Island whenever I eventually get on there. I think both of them should go in the first round in this draft. I, I, now, I know yeah. Jeff might be hunting for me right now, so I got to yeah. be careful at the moment. But I think both of them could go That's in the first round here. I was, yeah.
0: Yeah, like you Jeff is hunting you like
2: yeah. mm. I, I think the, both of them have the talent to be first round running backs like and later in the first round where mm-hmm. I think you can get you know creative with picking some offensive especially skill position players I think both of them could and should be first round picks at least in my eyes yeah. what do I know I guess but it, th- that's in my opinion i w- I didn't expect them to go in this yeah. portion, but I'm now thinking ahead. It's like, okay, I th- in my mind, both these guys should be going next week.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steven, is there any guy that's a surprise to you that he's still on the board? I mean,
1: we got like seven dudes talking about this. So, you know, all the guys uh, have already been named. One guy that I that I have as a personal favorite that if I was drafting other than just my spot, I probably would have taken him today is Rashad Bateman. Uh, He didn't play very much last season. I like his size. So, uh, Rob, me and you think a lot alike in this aspect. I like a receiver with size. Uh, You see guys like Metcalf, A.J. Brown. I mean, we could go on and on. Some of the best receivers in the NFL today are those big receivers. So, Bateman's a guy that didn't play much this season, but when he did, still giving you 13 yards a catch. Last season was freaking phenomenal uh, out of Minnesota. I like him a lot. If we would have seen him more, I feel like he would be taken ahead um but obviously guys like waddle uh he he's the big one he's the the glaring one but uh i like bateman a lot personally if i'm picking a receiver next week i probably he's probably my one that i that i'm taking number one overall he'd
2: be a steal yeah. he, he would be a steal late first round early second round to a team mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a great pick
0: yeah and you know like all the guys you name, rashard bateman is another one um You know, like, I am I just can't believe Jalen Waddle is still there. But at the same time, you know, we put our GM caps on it, and it's one of those, like, we we go for needs instead of best available because a lot of these GMs end up reaching. And then, or they go best available but don't take care of their need. And, like, the guy that they went best available pans out. But ultimately, that need is still there, Mm -hmm. you know, Hint, hint, Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? We go best available, go C.D. Lamb. Great pick. Doesn't look like a bad pick. I doubt anybody would question the pick. But at the same time, the same need that we needed last year is still sitting there. We're entering another season with the same need in the draft. Yes, we got Trayvon Diggs in the second round. But you kind of looking ahead, you knew Jordan Lewis and Shadobia Wuze mm-hmm. was going to be free agents. And you didn't look strongly to replace that. This year, or last year, and it was a very wide receiver heavy draft, but so was this one, and so was ne- next year is projected to be a wide receiver wide receiver heavy draft. And if you look at all the college players, even the freshmen and sophomores this year, the next two to three years are guaranteed to be wide receiver heavy drafts where, yes, we grabbed CeeDee Lamb, and I love the pick. I never regret it, but we could have won a top-end defensive back, the best defensive back available last year. We could have had another guy in the second round, or we could be looking. We got Diggs in the second round, and we could have got a safety in the first round, and we could have been looking for a receiver this year in another receiver-heavy draft, where at 10, we end up getting a Jalen Waddle, a Bateman. Um, You know, I I think he's farther uh, early second round with Terrace Marshall Jr. He's another guy, Kadarius, Tony. But you just look at how many receivers are in this draft, and who's to say that? You know, uh, uh, Devontae Smith doesn't drop. We don't know, I don't see him dropping to 10, but what I'm saying is, you don't, you can't foresee it. So I feel like that's what Dallas went wrong, but that's what we are, you don't want to do. You don't want to reach for picks. We've seen the Raiders do it with Cle- uh, Farrell. You know, there's so many guys you see him reach, they don't pan out. And it's like if you would have just went with your gut and picked the guy that everybody expected you to pick, look at him over here in this situation panning out. So that's kind of my thing with this Is everybody's gonna look. And oh, Jalen Waddle's still there, and kind of what are these guys doing? But at the same time, when we cover the needs and those needs pan out, even if this mock, our mock draft doesn't go this way, you're gonna see some of these players that we took ahead of Waddle, and you're mm-hmm. gonna see them pan out at another team that you felt like we should have took Waddle on, and then we're gonna be looking like, see, we was wrong about who they picked. But we were right about the pick, so that's something mm-hmm. I definitely want to point out. Or maybe out.
1: Waddle isn't as good as what you think that he is. I mean, <laughs> not not you, but like whoever's watching that, you know, whoever is yeah. criticizing that. Maybe it, maybe Waddle it doesn't be work that season.
0: way. <laughs> Waddle might be one B. No, you Jamar don't
1: feel Chase. that way because you're that's on it. your Jamar Chase, man. No,
0: like well, like he might be one B to Jamar Chase because like I think like the thing is with Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle was on his way to winning the Heisman. Like, he was having a Heisman-type season for a receiver until he broke his ankle. And then it became, like, the Devontae Smith show. They were splitting it. Jalen Waddle was playing better up to that. And then it became the Devontae Smith show when Jalen Waddle left. And and ultimately, that's why Devontae Smith won the Heisman was because he became the, the main guy. There was no 1A, 1B situation over there in Alabama. He took full advantage of it and played great. But we're so high on Devontae Smith, and he's – small also but we say marvin harrison when we see him De- devontae smith is a really small receiver he weighs like 165 170 max you know he's a great route running speedy he can catch he's great in, uh, you know he's great in the open field but still he's a small receiver also but we don't really knock devontae smith for it because we go we see devontae smith we go marvin harrison that's his kind of comparison. That's what was said about Marvin Harrison when it came to size. I don't think Jalen Waddle is that, but I think Jalen Waddle is a lot of Tyreek Hill. And if you look at Tyreek Hill, when he first came in the league, you look at him now, he even beefed up, put a little bit of muscle, little extra body fat on him. And he still maintained his speed. So he trained the right way. I think Jalen Waddle could do the same thing, but I think he's already there when it comes to the pass catching ability and traffic and the route running. So that's why I go with that. But, um, you know, hey, I appreciate all you guys for coming on. So I'm gonna go around the horn, start with Steven. Let everybody plug their social media followings, their podcasts, any projects they want to announce that they got going, any projects they just recently did. Um, everybody, this was a huge week for Off the Ball Network. Everybody did some great stuff. So you know, Steven, go ahead and um, it, it's your floor.
1: I appreciate it, man, and, and thanks again for letting me come on here and you know stretch my legs a little bit as an NFL analyst of sorts on here you you know that I'm an NBA guy by heart mm-hmm. uh I just had a show last night that I did with my co-host Austin Carr where we had a uh, Rashad Phillips on who had a great career at the University of Detroit you know won the Naismith award was going into the 2001 draft class and you know didn't get drafted but has great stories he's still well connected in the league um but yeah that's on our show the break in the game podcast you can get that anywhere that podcasts are available um other than that you can follow me on twitter at steven btg you can follow the show um at NBA pod on twitter and instagram and just go to offtheballnetwork.com for all your sports needs mo you just said it earlier that off the ball we're doing a lot of big things and we got a lot of stuff in the works right now that uh we're we're, we're taking off, so you go. You, you want to be at this level with us now. That way, when we're up there, you can say that you were with us at, from the beginning.
0: Yep, 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 100%. Definitely go check out Breaking the Game. Um, They put out great work twice a week. They seen on Dash Radio twice a week. Great live shows, definitely great content. Steven, you know, I always tap in with y'all whenever I can to listen to y'all yeah, show and put in my little comments. Check in, let you know I'm listening. So that's going to continue, but, you know, anybody who's – Big time in the NBA. Definitely go check out breaking the game. Jerk got anything to lead us out with
2: At uh, jerk K40 on IG and Twitter. Once again, a shout out to my guy, James Garcia at bars talk for him. Giving, giving me his spot this week. Uh, Mo, you know, I, I, I always know Mo loves having me on. So, you know, if, if I want to ask he he would always you know find mm-hmm. a way to get me in somehow. But, but James literally said, I'm giving my picks to you. This is on you. So I appreciate him for that. Uh, and I got got some stuff coming up. Of course, I'm doing my weekly NHL power rankings. Those will keep coming out weekly until the end of the season. Uh, got got some midseason stuff that I'm planning on doing. We're gonna figure out exactly how we're gonna do it, but I definitely plan on that. And me and Chris Lebron, uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna wait until it's an official thing. But we we gotta we got something going on in terms of a of a hockey episode coming out soon where we uh, where we talk to a. A, a commentator who has done some hockey work done some work in the canadian football league i'm excited for it to, to come on i'm gonna wait for you know Pre- president chris to officially announce it on social and everything but i'm just saying like look out for that because i'm very excited for it
0: yeah definitely you know uh we call jerk the nhl guru for a reason um he, start, he he came and started with breaking the ice so y'all go check out his episode he had with breaking the ice Dope episode For a guy like me I learned a lot I don't know much About hockey I love the lightning When they're winning I'm rooting for them If they're not winning I don't really care To be honest So you gave me Like a little interest In hockey You know what I'm saying So I was able To watch that episode I'm looking forward To if y'all definitely uh, Go through and pull off With who y'all Are supposed to Pull it off with I know you don't want To bad juju it So we'll leave it Where it's at But I'm definitely Looking forward to that show It's going to be a great show Rob Rob uh, go ahead. Give us your plugs. Floor is yours.
3: All right. You already know where you can find me. Uh FNC pod on Twitter, football and share podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Um, If you don't know already, I, my, my show just launched uh, two days ago on Wednesday, cruise Island. I had the Prez, VP Mo and uh couch coach live on this past Wednesday. Next week, it's going to be another fire show. I got my guy, Steven and Jared coming on next week. We're um, hit on a little bit deeper topics. Um, because they they're not they're not ones with the with the super hot takes like like some of us. So, but I but they're very smart. So I don't want to pick. Their takes, lukewarm
1: a, takes, some <laughs> lukewarm takes.
3: Um, but they are extremely smart. And I do want to pick their brains on on a little bit more serious stuff in in sports. But yeah, definitely check that out every Wednesday, six thirty p.m. Pacific time.
0: Yep, one hundred percent. And you know. Uh, it was an honor to be on the, the debut episode of Cruise Island. You know, like we said when we did it last, uh, when we did it Wednesday, it was only right. You know, yep. you gave me the opportunity. This is where it all started. It was on your podcast, so it was definitely dope to be on the first episode of Cruise Island. Couch Coach, uh, go ahead, Andrew. floor is yours. Give us your plugins.
4: Yes, sir. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram on the Couch Coach Live. We do a live show every Tuesday at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Also, Thursday nights, we're doing a round the draft. We we'll do that up until um, the first week of May. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Couch Coach Live, social media, Couch Coach Live, TikTok, Couch Coach Live. And man, we got stuff cooking in the kitchen. So mm. just be well.
0: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> y'all make sure y'all go check out Couch Coach Live, his round the draft. I just did it last night. We did uh, the wide receivers and DBs. Yeah. He had quarterback guru Stort on there to cover all the quarterbacks in his top five. Uh, shout out to Stort. Uh, he couldn't make it tonight, but, you know, he he does. He comes out with his on his morning brew with Stu, so shout out to his show. He comes out with his uh, position rankings. Top five hits us in, real active in the group chat, letting us know his thoughts uh, he, he deserves a spot on Cruise Island, 100%. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I would love to hear that episode, so I'm looking forward, mm-hmm. you know, giving him a little plug-in as a spot over the next couple weeks in uh, Cruise Island to come with his hot takes, but no, mm-hmm. shout out to Stu, and shout out Coach C- Couch Coach, appreciate you for coming on. Mm-hmm. That first time on Up at Flames, first time working with a lot of us, I appreciate mm-hmm. you for coming on, bro, so the floor is yours, give us your plugs, where we can listen to you, find you, Check out some of your content.
5: Uh, first off, appreciate you guys having me. I look to being on in the future. Uh, I'm a little new to this. So I don't have too much media about it, but I get on uh, from what the game means to me with Jelani from time to time to talk some ball. And uh, you can find that on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also follow me on Instagram at that underscore underrated. And I look forward to being on with you guys in the future. Yes, sir. Yeah, bro.
0: It was definitely dope, bro. I appreciate you for coming on, bro. Um, Problem. you know definitely good conversation bro you're more than welcome anytime just reach out to me we can get on talk ball i love watching you and jelani when when y'all get together i've checked out a few mm-hmm. of y'all shows so if you ever want to get on other flames bro just shoot a message we'll make something happen shoot some topics and we we can make it happen jelani right. my guy, atlanta everything except the florida gators <laughs> go ahead the floor is yours give us your plugs well,
6: appreciate you appreciate it uh you know being on another week um doing this nfl draft i'm really liking it look forward to next week as well and uh appreciate all you guys i don't think i got to say it but steven had a great episode with shy phillips and rob Loved the debut episode of thank cruise you, island i'll be watching I everybody's you, shows i'm even you when know, i'm out with my girl we're in the stores and everything i'll be having it loud and playing but, uh just <laughs> shout out to Off <laughs> the ball network and everybody doing great things I, uh mm. I love being a part of this um, and, you know, talking sports with y'all for sure. But like that, I just said, um, my co-host, you can find uh, us, of course, What the Game Means to Me um, on Twitter, WTGMTM Podcast, Instagram and Facebook at What the Game Means to Me as well. Um, probably going to start doing, you know, a lot more Friday fun shows. Uh, got a few um, interviews and stuff in the works. Uh, I think I just, I just did one with a uh, guy, Malcolm Lemons, um, part of athletes unheard he does a lot of um you know, talking about athletes and you know their mental health and the importance of it and everything um just bringing light to that uh that should be up um probably tomorrow but um yeah again appreciate everybody uh for listening tonight and, and thank you thank you guys for you know letting me be a part of this
0: yeah 100 percent i appreciate all y'all for giving me the time to come on and do this mock draft y'all know where to find me at up in flames pod on twitter and instagram up in flames sports podcast on facebook uh, Mo underscore cheese fifteen for my personal account Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm more active on that one. Just kind of post my content on my, on my podcast page. But you know, at the same time, uh, I'm always down to collab with anybody who's listening. I've collabed with all these guys. You know, Dad was the first time, but I've gotten on with all these guys. It's always dope conversation. Go check out offtheballnetwork dot com for all your sports needs. Everybody is is key contributors from you know uh steven just put out a great article with his pitch and not not really a pitch his validation for jeremy grant to be the most approved player in in the nba cruz has written some some bomb articles make you think when cruz gets a pen and paper it gets crazy like realistically cruz writes some great articles (laughs) some drake coach every tuesday you know he comes every tuesday check out his round of draft i was just on it it was definitely dope um you know, got the guy covering, you know, true draft, talent, and position rankings. Like I said, Steven, the M- the NBA guru, you know, I got to give him his credit when credit's due. Him and Austin do great it. stuff over there, breaking the game. Jelani, I continue to check out you with mm. that. Y'all keep putting, you know, I check out. Young goat. I was, I was, yeah, Young Go, I was checking mm. out your Falcons <laughs> fly through through the NFL season. I check out mm. your Hawks fly through during the NBA season. I've seen Thad on, on yours a couple times. So, and Jerk, the NHL guru. I can't mm-hmm. wait for you to put out your, mm-hmm. you know, p- keep on with your NHL stuff because everybody keeps hearing us talk about you. We, we, we got to get the content rolling. We got to hear it. You know, your, yeah. your power rankings are great. Jerk puts out his power rankings every week. So y'all make sure to check that out and uh, pick his brain a little bit and make him explain to you why he put where he put. And if you want to mm-hmm. argue with him. Because if you argue with Jerg, I'm on his side. I don't know much. But I agree with Jerg when it comes to hockey. But What he you know, said. Exactly. Yeah. But like I said, shout out to our newest sponsor, Fanatics. Definitely yes. go check out Fanatics.com for all your sports apparel. Uh, if you got a man cave and you're looking to build it up, go to Fanatics.com. Our newest sponsor on Off the Ball. On that note, I appreciate everybody for listening, taking the time to tune in. Appreciate all you fellas for being on. And on that note, Up in Flames is out.